On this episode of Deep Thrones, we review Season 8, Episode 4, The Last of the Starks. We burn the dead and celebrate the living in Winterfell. We get moody with Jon Snow and watch Jamie Lannister terribly make his move on Brienne of Tarth. And Daenerys makes Chris and I both a little worried. Plus many more hilarious segments. Winner is here. Hello and welcome back to Deep Thrones. This is Season 8, Episode 4, The Last of the Starks. I, of course, am Sims. My partner, Sheedy's here. What's up? Hey, guys. How's everybody doing? We, we are a day late, okay? We yeah. told you guys we'd be a day late, but apparently, I guess, not a lot of you guys follow us on social media, which is fine. Yeah. Um, so I made a beautiful, like, post. Yeah. It took me, like, six to seven minutes, which in Sheedy time, that's you a lot of time. I have severe ADD. You can't get that six to seven minutes back. I could have been watching Riley. I could have been <laughs> thinking of my next great comedic adventure, but instead, I was sending that message to you guys. And Chris, I think you got a lot of unfair blowback, because Chris deserves a vacation. The guy works hard. I, I, I got a lot of blowback. That's fine. I'm a grown man. I can handle it. But the I can't. <laughs> the, the good part is, we actually have people that care about listening to us as early as, you know, Monday morning, which is freaking sweet. And we appreciate that. And we do appreciate that. So thanks for that, but no thanks for the... For the, um, the sauce. The from, the, from, the, from the uh, verbal assault in my DMs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the offer's still out there. You guys can pay us, and we'll make sure that that shit's available like 12 a.m. Sunday Sunday night or Monday morning. Shit, if you pay us, I'm available 12 a.m. Su- Sunday night Monday morning. You call me, I'll answer any questions you have. <laughs> I'll do your taxes for you. They won't be right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, so that that offer is always out there. So whenever someone wants to step up and take one for the team, just send some money our way. Yeah. We'll, we'll accept it. I mean, it could be a dollar. It could be fifty cents. It's it's first off the fact that we're even getting this out. We'll probably get this out tonight, which means we're yeah. still delivering on Monday. But it's yeah. a it's actually a miracle of modern medicine, much like the mountain that Chris is even alive right now. <laughs> he, I'm, yeah. Someone kyborged him between <laughs> wherever he was in California and Chicago, and here he is. So I, I went out on a short vacation to San Diego, got there Thursday How afternoon. How beautiful was it? It was nice, dude. It, was, uh, it wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. It was probably about 65 and sunny, maybe 70 and sunny the whole oh, time we were there. Gorgeous. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of relaxation. We went to a Padres game. We went to... Did you? We went to, you saw Manny Machado? Um, I don't really remember. Fuck it. But we went <laughs> But we went uh we went to, you know, SeaWorld and fucking Six Flags and stuff. Wait, no, we did none of that. There was no relaxing. It was yeah. aggressive from start to finish. Yep. Lots of drugs, lots of alcohol, sex and rock and roll. Yeah. Minus the sex and oh, minus yeah. the rock and roll is more like rap and stuff. Yeah. But um I've also lived trip. a very rock and roll lifestyle this weekend. I 34 to 48 hours of Call of Duty. I, uh, <laughs> that's a lot of, that's a lot. Stayed up late. It's in it. I'm very lonely. <laughs> um, I also want to point out that we literally just got a message on a picture I posted of us recording. Nice. And it just says, about damn time. Oh my goodness. So it's from a uh, friend of the pod, Rob Gallagher. Okay, Rob, send us money. Okay, we'll get it out. <laughs> Um, but it, this was a longer episode and we've got a lot to talk about. So we're just going to dive into the review. Um, we start out outside of Winterfell. They're having like a funeral slash eulogy for everyone that died. 
it looked like a lot less people that died than I thought did. Yeah. Um, but also, it's hard to put that scale together of dead bodies, I guess. Yeah, I'm sure some of the unimportant characters, they just, like, tossed out. They broke them. Yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they just launched them over the fence. They, they did have, like, multiple stacks of pyres towards the back. The front ones Oh, they had stacks like, on stacks. Yeah, they, they had those stacks and racks yeah. lined up. Um, yeah. So John gave, like, a really, what I thought was a pretty good speech. I was kind of a little emotional into it. Uh, some oh, people kind of bitched about it, but some some people are complaining about his voice or something. I am at my wits end with the complaints. Yeah, I mean... My wits end with it. <laughs> I want to start smacking people around. I mean, it's a miracle that my voice is even operating right now after what I did. Could you imagine fighting in like a two hour long exactly. battle and like trying to yell after that? And then they're like, "I was in a Twitter fight the other day. I understand <laughs> it." But whatever, we're we're gonna try to have more of a uh, positive curve to this episode. Because Fuck you! <laughs> because, because there is like so much negative stuff going on. Because I mean, the the bar's been set so high with Game of Thrones that whenever something's not a hundred percent, people are gonna hit the Twitter feeds and complain about it. So yeah, it's just the culture we live in now, when everyone can be a critic yeah. because of social media. Yeah, it's like everyone's got their own Yelp account. I, I had in this scene too. I love when Danny sees Jorah and she has a great scene. She whispers something in his ear which we'll never know what it was but i'm mm-hmm. sure it was very nice and then she kissed him on the cheek so even in death friend zone uh <laughs> were, you, and, were you still were you still jealous of the kiss on the cheek even though it was a oh guy? yeah of course dude i would never wash that cheek i just, just little rub it on my hand and <laughs> well then, he can't because the transfer because of transfer powers i would then rub my cheek dude, with my hand and wait, then use that hand for do you remember like two years ago the super bowl there was a commercial and i think it was like all state or state farm or something and it was like a kid who was talking about all the stuff he wanted to do when he grows up. It's like, oh, I want to be an astronaut or I want to be an MLB player, but I can't because I'm dead. <laughs> I, like, yeah, I fucking lost yeah, it, dude. That's a good point about dead. Yeah, I was like, yeah. And then it, it was like, yeah, yeah, so-and-so didn't wear a seatbelt or whatever, but yeah. I thought that was hilarious, and yeah. no one else in the room laughed when that happened. So Yeah, well, I, I think it's hilarious. I mean, pretty f- solid You delivery. needed me at that party. Yeah, I would have exactly, cracked up. Exactly. I, I have a, another thing to answer really quick. People who are making the jokes and complaining about, like, well, why did they burn the bodies? The Night King's dead. A couple things. One, easy disposable. Because the ground is fucking frozen. Because it's yeah, winter. You want to yeah. dig in that shit? No. No. Nope. It's easier to burn them. And right? also just make sure, like... Yeah. Why chance it? You just dealt with that shit. But um, I, to go back for a second, I did say that we were going to put a little more positive curve on this episode. But there are some things that I'm going to point out and bitch about as we go. But I'm just going to try not to be angry about it, you know? No, just have just, be, be happy it. about it. We're just going to go with it. You'd be like a, a white mom with that manager haircut where you're just <laughs> ready for it. You know, you go in excited. <laughs> um, so then we have a scene in the Great Hall at Winterfell. It's kind of, it's kind of solemn at first. Um, you know, everyone's just still kind of respecting the dead and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but Gendry right away is trying to hunt down some pussy. He's like, where's Arya? Yeah, well, because so what happens is is he gets legitimized. Yeah. Oh, no, not yet. This yeah, is this when he's is just fire. asking the hound yeah, where she is. And from, the hound's from like, the get-go, he's the trying to get pussy. eating the entire scene. Yeah. He's constantly eating. And he's like, that's all you can think about. And he's like, no, that's not why I want to see her. And he's like, of course it is. Like, you know, yeah. you got it. And all you want is then it. Yeah. yeah. And then Gendry just gets up, goes searching. And then Danny sees Gendry looking around. And then Danny's like, yo, you're Baratheon's son, aren't you? Yeah. And then Gendry's almost looking like, damn, I'm about to catch some heat now. Because she hated the Baratheons, obviously. Turns out Danny actually showed some respect, legitimizes Gendry, makes him the, the Lord of Storm's End as Lord Gendry yeah. Baratheon, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I, 
she the whole I think the purpose she did it was to have a loyal lord at Storm's End. Um, that feels like he owes her. Yeah, and then still, like you can press yeah. that claim. I'm sure there's a lot of Bar- Baratheon loyalists still in the Stormlands. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, Robert's not that far removed. Yeah, so um, I'm thinking that may come into play when she's gaining some more support and soldiers and stuff like that. But at the same time, there's still not much time left in the show. I mean, they're already like about to go to war. Yeah, exactly. So it's time to go. It's time to rock. I think. Another thing that interests me about that, she even turns to Tyrion and goes, "See, so you're not the only one who has a sharp, like, political mind." Yeah, and, and Tyrion was kind of Tyrion like, was impressed. Yeah, it's nicely done. It's a smart move. You're creating allies, and in this world, you need allies. You Davos know? got like an immediate boner when he found out there's another Baratheon. It's a goal. So yes. So then they all toast to that. Um, you know, they and then that's when the feast actually starts to turn the fuck up. People are getting drunk now. Oh yeah. Um, everyone's going nuts. Tormund's getting lit, giving cheers to the Dragon Queen. Tormund is hilarious. Uh, no, he's he's great. great work. Great. Tormund knows work. how to party. Tormund knows how to party. In fact, at one part, he says something to John about like chugging this fucking disgusting giant's milk, and John's like, you know, you don't have to have a, you don't have to throw up to have a good time or something like that. And Tormund's like, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> and then John proceeds to drink. Um, Davos has a quick conversation. Um, I forget who it was with, but he brings up the Lord of Light. And the White Walkers Tyrion, and stuff. Yeah. And was it with Tyrion? And yeah. it, it was kind of echoing a lot of the things that we've heard from fans of the show. Like, well, now what? We did all this shit. Now the Lord of Lights is done with us. That whole storyline's just over with. Yeah. Tyrion even says, he's like, well, we have our own shit to worry about. And he looks yeah. at the head table where Sansa and Danny are basically just fucking staring at each other. Yeah. Sansa is just all smoke from here on out. Oh, the man. one, The only like nice thing she did all episode was she slides a wolf pin in Theon's body before she burns him as if to say, you were always one of us. Yeah, that was actually really dope. She was super crying hard over him, too. It's It's almost as if they did have weird feelings. Sansa has that soft spot for her family. And, yeah. and that's it. Like Outside of that, she has zero trust for anybody because of what she went through and the traumatic experiences she had mm. um, when she was away from her family. So I think the only people she's willing to even give any attention to are her family at this point. Bran, Arya, and Jon. That's it. Yep. That's and, it. and Dead Theon. Dead Theon. She tells him things. <laughs> uh, and then from there, you know, there's a lot of like quick one-on-one scenes with characters. Tyrion, Brienne, Jamie, and Potter playing a drinking game. Um, Why does how come when Tyrion asks her if she's a virgin, Podrick drinks? Did he not fuck those girls? No, no, no. I think you drink. No, I think I think it was because like he didn't want him to know that he fucked. No, I think that like Pod knew that that question was going to make Brienne uncomfortable, so he's just like, oh fuck, like I'm just gonna. Okay, he's a good boy. Yeah, at least that's how it came off to me. I no, Pod gave that daddy date to those girls. Don't take that moment away from us. Don't you? I'm fucking not trying do it. to. I was just asking questions. That's why we do the podcast, Chris. <laughs> I'm just asking All right. questions. All right. What I about promise the, I'll, never take, I'll never take daddy's dick away from you. <laughs> I'll never do it again. Um, Danny gets super jealous once she realizes how much everyone loves John. There's like a scene where they're all. Tormund gives a great speech about John. He's like, yeah. he's like, when motherfuck, when most fuckers die, they stay dead. Yep. But he. Came back to life, and he's like, and then he rode a dragon. He's like, who would do that? But a king. And John immediately turns around, and yeah. like looks at Danny, like, oh, not yeah. for her. Well, it's it- almost like when you're talking to like a college buddy. With, and you're with your girl, and she's like, this guy right here used to slay. Oh, yeah. To, and you're just like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, bro, chill He's talking chill about out. Dungeons and Dragons. He's talking about Dungeons and Dragons. He's not. He also does say, who, who would do that but a madman mad or a king, which is kind of like Mad mad King reminiscent. So yeah. when they panned to Danny, it was almost like, 
She's she's a little sneaky. She's, she's a little Pearl Harbor. Yeah. She's sneaky. She's mad a lot in this episode. She's mad a lot. And you guys know how I feel about Mad Danny. Fuck her. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Hound and Sansa have a quick chat. Nothing really important there. Um, we switch to a scene where Gendry is telling Arya that he's a lord now, and he gets down and proposes to her. Uh, I have a question, and this is a internet complaint. Mm-hmm. Gendry Rivers. Wouldn't he technically be Gendry Waters from where he was located? Uh, that's what someone said online. It was interesting. Yeah. That yeah, would be water, a weird... Water, yeah, Waters is like... And he said he was Gendry Rivers. Area. Isn't he from the Crown Lands, or is, is the Stormlands Rivers? Well, he's he's from King's Landing, so that would be the Crown Land. So, so he, he would, would be, be Gendry Waters. Yeah, people online were railing on that. That's interesting. Yeah, and I he didn't could, even he calls himself I didn't Gendry Rivers. I, I didn't know it until I saw yeah. the meme. That's intense. Digging. I think maybe he he started, even mentions that he's an idiot. Well, I was saying maybe he started stylizing himself as Gendry Rivers because. He, like Ned noticed that that looked like Rob Baratheon right away. Yeah. So if it put together that he was from King's Landing too, while people are actively searching to kill Baratheon true, kids, true. it might have been... After that whole thing came out, he probably yeah. wanted to stay alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good point. It's exactly. a good point about life. That's a, I, love, I love my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so Gendry proposes to Arya. Um, I'm, I'm actually glad that get Arya responded the way that she this did. This is a great scene. Yeah. It's a good scene in the episode. Because Arya is staying true to her character, and she says, um, you know, that's not me. I was never meant to be a lady. I don't want to be a lady. And, yeah. I, like, I think did I you just assume to... my gender? <laughs> <laughs> I think we talked about this either last episode or the episode before, but I said after, they, after Arya and Gendry, sm- Gendry smanged, I was like, I would hate for them to like end up together, like, yeah. Because that's not that's not Arya. That's not Arya, and she says that she says that's not me. Yeah. And my issue with this scene is like, she, you know, I don't. He's not a piece of meat. Mm-hmm. She used him. It's inappropriate, uh, in my opinion. <laughs> All right, you girls think you can just use our bodies? You know what? That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. You don't just go. And, and lead someone on like that. No. Have your way with them. No. And then just kick him to the curb. You can't rip out his heart and his sperm. No, you got to choose one. <laughs> choose, one. <laughs> choose one before the other, all right? Yeah, you know, and, right. and guys are the opposite. As MC Hammer, or um, no, Sir Mix-A-Lot, I believe he once beautifully put it, uh, some folks like to hit it and quit it, but I'd rather stay and play. <laughs> and I would have liked to have seen Arya play a little bit. No, I, I think Arya needs to do her own thing. I hated the fact that they even smanged to begin with, but I did like that Arya just kind of got what was hers. So, But get out of there. You know, get in, get out. It's true. Be That's like true. That. More power to her. You know? First in, first out. First in, first out. <laughs> um, Jesus. And also, a real quick callback, that That's Not Me line um, was mentioned first to Ned from Arya in season one when he was saying, like, you know, you'll grow up, marry into a nice family, be a proper lady. That was when Arya first said, that's not me. And then later on, when she saw Nymeria and asked Nymeria to come up with her to Winterfell, and then uh, Nymeria just pieces out and Arya goes, that's not you. Yeah. It's a good callback. So that's three times that's came up. And then later on, when she's shampoo shopping, she goes, maybe it's Maybelline. (laughs) And that was interesting as well. Yeah, this is a, this is a Monet only podcast, dude. That's true. <laughs> That's true. My mistake. And then she said Maybelline sucks dick. I only use Monet. Exactly. Um, from there, Jamie smangs Brienne. Oh my God, the way he hits on her. Can we discuss this for a second? Go ahead. She first off, where I come from, when a girl gets up and goes to her room, you don't just follow her. All yeah, right, yeah. Michael Jackson. <laughs> um, you don't just walk behind her like a creep. And he cuts off Tormund, and then Tormund cries. That was a, that was sad. But then, so he goes into Jamie into Brienne's room, and then he's telling her that she has to drink. Yeah. Which, ladies, 
don't let a guy do that. That's yeah. bullying. Uh, he's making her drink, and then he's he's like, it's so hot in here. And he just starts <laughs> taking off his clothes, and then he starts taking his shirt off. Yeah. This is the worst. Couldn't he have just been like, listen, we know what this is. Let's be honest with each other. Just put it out there. If she wants it, she'll take it. If not, put give it back. And he came off as a jealous little whiny bitch. Well, here's the thing. Jamie's game definitely is not the strongest because he's only probably ever smanged his sister. So True. True. I don't know if he even knows how to properly flirt with girls. True. So. He's probably like... What's Nana up to? <laughs> and then I love how he's like struggling to take his own shirt off too. It's like it's like if a stripper like was dancing on you, and then she's like, "Can you can you help me out here?" <laughs> <laughs> and you have to do it, and, yeah. and she's tipping you. <laughs> she's stuffing it in your pocket. Exactly. Oh, um, man, that happens to me all the time. All the from time. there, right a dollar. Danny Danny enters John's chambers. They have a talk for, like, the first time in a while. So jealous. Um, so D- John, like, kind of talks about... Oh, He's a little I- tipsy. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was, like, stumbling when he got up. But John was like, I didn't really know Sir Jorah that well, but if if he w- if there was one way he was going to go out, he would have wanted it to be defending you, um, which was kind of a good touch, I think. Danny yeah. then goes immediately to back to pressing her claim and that being the only thing important to well, her. Well, before that, though, they were, like, about to bang, and he stopped. Well, yeah, she was, like, trying to make out with him and shit, and I think it comes up later on in the episode, but, like, Starks and, like, John, they're not cool with smanging their own family, and, like, to that's Danny, that's, that's normal. That's fair, yeah. You know? And she's just like, who cares, you know? Yeah. So, YOLO. I, mean, I, I kind of got John's back on that one, honestly. Okay, that's true. I, I, I was prepared to make a whole bunch of jokes about how he's a pussy. For not banging her, but if you're if you're looking at it that way, yeah, yes, that's like, I get yeah, it. like I'm not gonna, yeah, no. <laughs> but that being said, Daenerys is so hot. But if it's your aunt, right? What's the question? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Danny begs John not to reveal the truth about who his parents are and that he's actually the rightful heir to the throne. <laughs> and John's like, yeah, 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 I got you, I got you. I got you. Uh, and then, like, he says, like, you know, we can do this together. We can all live together. My family can be your family. All this can happen. And then she goes, Her no. face goes angry. Yeah. And she goes, it can happen if you do as I say. Yeah. It moves. She's nuts. Yeah, nice. She's nuts. And a lot of people Planners. have been caling Danny, the like, um, you know, hap- hap- shit, help me out here. How do you say that word? Hypothesize? Hi- a hypocriticizer? Whatever. Um, theorizing that uh, Danny would be the Mad Queen for like since oh, yes, almost yes. from the beginning. Hypothesizing. Hypothesizing. That's so what that's I was the word, looking for. Yeah. Um, and I, but that if that's true, but I want to point out that King Eris just slowly went nuts, and of course it happened more frequently after he got kidnapped. Mm-hmm. But he was the seeds were already planted. She has experienced immense loss. Yeah. Of trusted advisors, friends, entire armies, her children. Yeah. Yeah. Her fucking nephew won't even bang her anymore. But dude, what else can this lady handle? <laughs> but I mean, John experiences has experienced a lot of loss too, and he's not fucking going like off the rails. Oh, he uh, died once. <laughs> Who cares? Get over uh, it. Egret, kissed by fire. Get over um, it. Ed Tullet, uh, uh, the the Lord Commander Mormont. That's true. Oh shit, he had to hang Ollie. Yeah, dude, he's had to like, fucking lug Sam's fat ass around. I mean, he's related to Brandon Rickon. <laughs> shit, you're right. He's Ned. You know. I mean, and he I, found out he's not his son. I think it's oh. something into that that you know Targaryen mindset. Maybe the years of inbreeding and stuff that makes you more um, apt to go nuts. Yeah, I mean, look at look at the Alabama football. 
<laughs> roll Tide. Yeah, they're champions. Roll damn Tide. Roll damn, well, like the Targaryens, they rule for a long yeah, time, but eventually it's ain't like that the truth. They needed Nick, they needed Nick Saban. That's that's what, what the they Targaryens need just to bring need. it all together. <laughs> uh, next man up, dude. Next man up. Uh, and then there's a little war council here, and again, like this war council is like some of the worst decision makers as far as like tactics and strategy goes. Oh my god, this met. scene drives me nuts when these people are in this war room, and at one point someone's like Sansa so the, basically the plan is like Daenerys and her gang will travel by sea John will bring the north by by land yep Jamie's gonna stay back Sansa's gonna stay back Arya's gonna go down south as well and at one point Daenerys says something like um like Sansa says she's not gonna bring the northerners right away because they need to heal up mm-hmm. right and Daenerys takes offense to this and she's like well what the fuck are you talking about like you need to come down yeah um, how long is it going to take you to rest? And Sansa goes, I don't know. I'll need to talk to the officers. Yeah. First off, is it like John? The, who, who? We've never set up officers. Secondly, if there are officers, why aren't they in the room? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I actually, I tend to agree with you on this. The whole thing about the North is like the North remembers, right? If anyone, even if it was freaking Cersei Lannister and her army who came North and saved the day, essentially... Like you should, you owe them, right? Like you have to. Yeah, you go. You I have mean, to like a deal's a deal. Exactly. Man. Deal's and, a deal. And it's not like Danny's squad wasn't just coming out of a fucking war in Marine. Like they still showed up. They they had fights in King's Landing. Danny would have Castle had Rock. King's Landing if she didn't come north. Yeah. So for Sansa to say that, and then also for John to just like sit back and, and, and like I would have told Sansa like, no, I made that fucking deal. I mean, he did kind John. of just yeah. in a soft way. He's he's stuck well, between no, very he, powerful women. No, he did it like later on. He didn't do it right. I would have shut that shit down right in that room. Well, okay, but you're a dick. He's the, <laughs> he's the one of the North. Sansa is nothing now. That's true. That's true. So, wow. I mean, no, seriously. Like at one point she was the Lady of Winterfell, but now that, that John's back, yeah. Yeah. Sansa's well, opinion doesn't fucking matter. I thought he said, matter. he's like, we will keep our vow to march with Queen Daenerys. And Sansa's was still just like, I know, he takes heavy, it. he does not shut people up. He just takes the sauce. It's, I'm not a big sauce taker, I don't know. I know. Well, that's the thing, is John is noble. He hears people out. Yeah, but no one questioned Ned Stark in front of other people. That's true. And he was the most noble and honorable person on the show. That's true. That's a good point. Um, good point. Another thing that I wanted to touch on here, when they're breaking down the numbers and stuff, they're talking about, oh, we lost half of the Dothraki. We lost half of the Unsullied. Yeah. They only lost half? What? Because yeah. from what I saw, the everybody fucking died. Everyone died. <laughs> what Unsullied made it back other than Grey Wolf? Yeah, like, dude, what, did they have the horses in the back or something? Like, where the know. fuck? <laughs> it's it's Winterfell. It's got two bedrooms, no rocks. There's a horse in the back. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell's going on? Half? That doesn't even make sense. Yeah. What is half, too? They, they never give a hard number. They're just like, half? Yeah. It was like that South Park where the guy's giving the prices. He's like, I can sell this for $3,000. That's fucking absurd. Like, did they have reserves hidden somewhere that they never talked about? Yeah. Like, I, it's That doesn't make any sense it's, to me. It's a lot of tomfoolery going on. That's upsetting. But anyways, uh, Yara Greyjoy had, took Hey, back- good job not getting mad, though. <laughs> Yeah, Greyjoy took back the Iron Islands, which is tight. The Prince of Dorne, who remains unnamed at this point, I guess, um, is pledging his support. And uh, for the other side, Cersei has the remaining Lannisters, half the Iron Fleet with Euron. Probably more than half, honestly, at this point. And his impressive fleet is, yeah, is huge. Yeah. The Golden and, Company. And then the Golden Company. So, That's and then, 20 grand. And then fucking about 50 scorpions. But so, no elephants. 
But yeah, those damn elephants. That would have swung it. Those were the ones those that got were, away. Those were the ones. Let's hear it for the elephants. Like Sarah McLaughlin plays in the arms <laughs> of. And you just see elephants like sad. Yeah. Like, for 15 cents, you could feed this elephant. <laughs> <laughs> but then also, like. So you have half your army, right? If the, if that's even believable, I, I I think that's pretty absurd that they still have half left yeah, alive. Cersei did a great job. At, she made halftime adjustments, and her team's coming out yeah. looking hungry. Yeah. This is like Space Jam when Jordan gives them the secret yeah. stuff, oh, and yeah. they all get really and big all, and ripped, yeah. and then Bill Murray comes out of nowhere. Bill Murray's the golden company. That's but, 20K right there. But give me a second here, because I want to break this down. Do it, do it. Say, say they have half their army, which is what they're saying. Then the next plan is to immediately... Sp- split that half into quarters and take two different routes to enemy territory. Yeah. Like what the, who is who's agreeing to these things? Well Tyrion seems to be again, Tyrion I think is like 0 for eight in his last eight at bats. You know, he's making really bad decisions. Um again, I think it's supposed to I think when you're watching the show, you're supposed to think they're good decisions and Cersei's winning the chess match. But the problem is that Cersei's had so many wins in a row yeah. that it just makes John and Danny look incompetent. And, yeah. and and even coming off the Night King win, which it was a sloppy battle, which it should have been, they still look incompetent. The show has rushed season seven and season eight, so they haven't been able to sprinkle in wins for John and Danny. Yeah. The Spoils of War episode, that's a win for Danny. Right. That's that's like that's ancient that, history. That was it. I yeah. mean, yeah. That was the last time they really got a W other yeah. than other than the battle, of, or the um, uh, army of the dead battle, of Winterfell, but that's not but... against Cersei though. Yeah, Cersei has been one-upping Cersei. them every step of the way. So if they're setting it up to be a big defeat in the end for Cersei, which I mm-hmm. assume they are, mm-hmm. it's like okay, that's fine. Then you left little to the imagination. You yeah. did the old Hollywood trope. That's all you did. And then also another part of that plan is to lay siege to King's Landing. Okay, well let's talk about that for a second. With what fucking fleet are you going to defeat Euron's fleet? Yeah. And, and cut off naval supplies. And then on top of that, there's at least seven... I'm pretty sure there's seven gates to King's Landing. I haven't, like, looked in the uh, like the world History of ice and fire yeah. in a while. But, like, dude, there are massive roads to get into King's Landing. You cannot do that with half an army unless your original army was, like, 50,000 people. Yeah, and Yara just got back to the Iron Islands yeah. that were basically ransacked by uh, Euron. So what, yeah. what boats do they have? What did she do? Did she build ships real quick? I mean, I think to to me, I think the ships that they took to Dragonstone had to have been from the Manderleys at White Harbor. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. That's that's the only way that I can even comprehend them getting ships. Yeah, it's um, it's a little sloppy right now. But not with my ships. No, man. If he was there, this wouldn't be going on because no one would have any ship. ships. Yeah. They'd all be his, and he'd be like, "He's the traitor of spaces." But yeah, so again, another war council that kind of failed, but whatever. Uh, from there, we go to the Stark family hanging out in the Godswood. Uh, you know, honorable, honest Jon Snow just couldn't fucking keep, keep his, his mouth, mouth shut, shut again. Oh, man, you got that good puss, and you just got to go man, betray it. Dude. And so this is a great scene, too, because Arya, like, cuts him off as he's about to leave the war council. She's like, we need to talk to you. Quick cut. You got Bran, Arya, Sansa, and Jon in the Godswood. And I'm not going to lie. That image is awesome. Oh, yeah. And Arya hits him with, like, we're the last of the Starks. And, and he's like, I'm not a Stark. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yes, you are. You know, you're you're our brother. You'll always be our brother. I don't care if you're a bastard. And he's mm-hmm. like, there's no time for brotherhood. <laughs> and, but then he's Bran's like, it's your decision if you want to tell him. And then John's like, you guys have to swear. Yep. And Arya's like, listen, I got your back. I swear. Yep. And Sansa's like, huh. she does Sansa. like she does like the fingers behind the back. You know, you right, cross yeah. your fingers. Yeah. She's like I swear. Yeah. And then uh, sneaky Sansa. And then John tells Bran, tell him. And then we get a cut. We never see any reaction. 
But we but we know that it was told. I mean, it was foretold. It yes. was told. Um, and then so yeah, big big part of that, John. What the fuck, man? Even Ned kept that secret for years. Yeah, for all those years, he kept the secret. For his whole, for he lied to his own his life. wife. Yeah, which no one does. Yeah, I I don't know anybody on this earth who would lie to their wife. And Ned did it. Well, uh, well, come on. Not a single person I know. <laughs> Tiger Woods. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, um, and then from there, we have a scene with Tyrion and Jamie, And then Bronn shows up. And all of a sudden, Bronn's just like this huge fucking cha. Hey, remember um, all our predictions where Bronn would join them and they'd all be bros again? Uh, Ooh, nope. Nope, sounds great. Doesn't work. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. Yeah, no. Uh, it turns out Bronn's an asshole. And then he, he Bronn actually maxed up Tyrion because he was talking too much. Yeah. Uh, Tyrion thinks he has a broken nose and shit. But Bronn starts making all these demands. He's pretty much saying, like, I've been getting played by you Lannisters for so long. I've never got what was promised me. And then Tyrion says, "Well, you know, what's double? Um, what was what was offered to to River Run? Uh, River Run. Yeah. High Garden is the answer, and High Garden is definitely worth probably even triple or quadruple. That's where all the value. crops are, isn't it? All the crops, dude. They're fucking rich. They got. It's so weird how for seven seasons I wanted him to get his Fulcan Castle, mm-hmm. and after one scene, I'm like, he can get macked now. Yeah, he can get some sauce. So here's my plan, Jamie." Do some pillow talk to Brienne, letting her know that Bronn's here trying to murder you. Brienne, tell Sansa, Sansa, tell your fucking assassin sneaky spider monkey, and mm. then the Bronn problem's gone. Mm. You open that cage up and you go, time to swing. And then she comes out and she's like, wah, wah! You know, she takes off doing her noises. She's like the, what's the monkey's name from Aladdin that's always like whispering oh, in his I ear. I can't remember. That's basically what she is. She's climbing around. She gets in and out. Oh, my God. But that, Brown will yeah. wake up and she'll just be like on his face. That, that brought... <laughs> <laughs> but that brown problem's gone immediately. But you know, oh, yeah. they, Tyrion and Jaime are going to try to take care of it on their own. Uh, from there, oh, that, yeah, that's going to go perfect. Yeah, right. <laughs> we got the top brass on it. Uh, th- from there, we see the Hound leaving Winterfell, and Arya rides up and catches up to him. Um, they have a you know pretty good conversation. Pretty much, they're on the same page with they don't want to be with anyone else. They'd rather just be ride solo dolo. And um, there's a cool line in here where the hound says, uh, "Are you gonna leave me to die again if I get hurt?" And Arya's just like, "Probably, probably." <laughs> and he like laughs. Yeah. And but you know the hound is almost like, "Wow, she left Gendry and is traveling with me." And you got to know that it's in his head. It's like, "What if I actually like get in?" No like, way. Hell no. yeah. Hell yeah, dude. It's just natural male instinct, uh, dude. I think I think the hound has one thing on his mind right now, and it's killing his brother. Oh, and it's honestly knowing Arya. She's thinking about banging the hound and then leaving him. Because that's what she does. Leaves broken hearts and limp wieners in, in her midst. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then from there, uh, Tyrion and Sansa are hanging out on top of the Winterfell walls. Sansa's like, again, she's been so damaged that she just doesn't trust anybody. And Tyrion's almost trying to get into her head and like talk some sense into her. Like He's like, why are you testing Danny? Yeah. And, and uh, there's really no... I guess, like, logical answer, but it, it's all that emotional, like, she's not going to trust anybody else. That's just yeah. how it is. Yeah. Um, and then as it does, like, come up before, like, as Tyrion's walking away, Sansa goes, well, hold on a second. What if there's someone else? Yeah. Someone better? So I also want to point out that I, I thought when John would tell them the Targaryen thing, they would all be shook by it. It seems as if the reaction from the Stark children was, we don't care. You're still our brother. And now Sansa's using it to her advantage to get John even closer to the throne. Because by telling Tyrion, she knows she's sowing distrust in Tyrion's camp because yeah. she knows Tyrion 
does like John. She knows Varys likes John, and she knows. So they honestly, that news was probably great for Sansa. She thought she could really use it. Yeah, I bet Arya. I bet Arya was pumped about it because she's always been a fan of like Aegon the Conqueror and the yeah. sisters, and sisters and stuff. So yeah. I don't know, but dude, now you're you're seeing Sansa like really show her Cersei side. I think she's playing the game. She's playing the game. In politics, though, you got to be dirty, you know. But but you also have to secure your win first, and then fucking. Like, when, when you're not even winning the war, That's why true. are you fucking everything up more? That's true. I get you know? that. I get that. But um, from there, we go to a scene with Tormund um, and John. He says that um, Tormund and the Wildlings are heading back north of the Wall, and apparently they're taking ghosts with them. Yeah. He gives them ghosts. Ghost yeah. has one ear. Yeah. We don't even get a John and ghost belly rub. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. John from fucking deep three-point <laughs> range, just like... Ooh. Nods at him. Nods but, at him. It's yeah. a dog. Yeah. What does that nod mean? You know what? I, when I nod to my dogs, they don't. Th- you know what they think? Where's food? <laughs> they don't. They're not like, oh, he nodded at me. Yeah. It's a dog. Yeah. You idiot. Go pet him. And you're like, you know, you're, you're under the impression, even though that ghost was off screen for all of season seven, like you're under the impression that ghost was at Winterfell when John was there. You yeah. know he was there at um, the Battle of the Bastards and stuff like. Ghost was understood to be with John even the whole time. Yeah. yeah. So like, how can that relationship just be like a nod and peace out? That's like the hardest goodbye of them all. Yeah. John should have been swapping spit with that dog. <laughs> all right. <laughs> John's like, hey, Ghost, I got the peanut butter, and I got all sorts of time. <laughs> oh my god. That's it's wild. Like, it's Peter Pan, your favorite. <laughs> Chunky. <laughs> and then uh, from there, uh, we have another goodbye with uh, Gilly and Sam, which really like ground, ground my gears that John had a more passionate goodbye with Gilly than he did with Ghost. Oh, my God. Just, and also, are Tormund and Sam just done? We're not going to see him the next two? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be really upsetting. That would be. That's Sam's goodbye is a quick, Gilly's pregnant. Yeah. Which? And I love how Sam's like explaining how it happened, and Gilly's like, "All right, he, he, I'm sure John knows how it happened." Yeah, he's like, "I ejacked on contact." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then and then Gilly goes like, "Oh, um, if it's a boy, we want to name him John." And John's just like, "Ah, yeah, no, probably. Yeah. I hope it's a chick. Like, <laughs> I hope it's a girl. <laughs> yeah. Hope it's a girl. And they're like, if it's a girl, we're gonna name it Egret." <laughs> uh, and then from there. Uh, Danny's flight, Danny's fleet is sailing to Dragonstone again. I'm assuming that those ships came from the Mandalays from White Harbor. Right. Um, they don't really explain where they came from, but at this point in time, the show doesn't have time to for to be like explaining little nuances and stuff. But they're they're traveling. It's nice, you know. Mm-hmm. Tyrion's uh, down below. We get a little Grey Worm Masandi holding hands. Lame. It's, it's beautiful. What do you got against those two? Lame. What do you got against the Scissor Sisters? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know. I just I, I hate when they like put all these relationships into in, into you know. What's like one of the most human things you can do is like fall in love, right? <laughs> <laughs> but okay, a scene yes. that I like is below deck. Varys now full blown is yeah. like, well, not full blown. There's a, a scene later on. There's where he goes full blown. Yeah. But right now he's positive, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he uh, he starts talking to Tyrion about like. Yo, I'm not going to lie, like, that Jon Snow dude's pretty dope. Yeah. It's interesting because Varys has always had his, um, had had always has his ad- 
Jeez, eggs in the basket. Kids, don't do drugs, man. I can't talk. <laughs> he's always had his egg on Targaryen in the basket. He's always had his eggs in the, um, you know, the land basket, right? The the commons, the common people. He's always been yes. supporting the people who don't have a voice at the highest levels. Yes. And he's now he's starting to notice. He's all about the realm. Yeah, all about the realm. And he's all now starting to notice that, you know, John is a bastard who... Pretty much had no claim to his home, so he had to go and work his ass off with a bunch of thieves and, yeah. and unorganized people at the wall. And came through all this shit. Still came out a king when people thought he was a bastard. Yeah. So he's John and, basically personifies everything that Varys yeah. has wanted. And Tyrion, I don't know if it's this scene or later on, but I'll say it anyway. Tyrion says, uh, "Yeah, but he doesn't even want it." And Tyrion says, "That's even almost more noble. Yeah, that people want him even if though he doesn't want it." And that's yeah. true. And another good part is when Tyrion uh, tells Varys, and Varys goes, how many people know this now? And he goes, eight people know this secret. And he's like, it's not secret anymore, it's information. Yep, that shit's out there. Great line by Varys that there. That shit's out there. Varys, this was a great Varys episode. Yeah, we, I mean, yeah. Without Baelish, like, early season Varys is at the top of his game when him and Baelish were devil's chess matches. Yep. And then Varys just kind of became a, a figurehead in war rooms and stuff. But now he's finally back to, to kind of playing the game. Yeah. And then, I, I we'll see how that goes later on. I, I kind of hope... I kind of hope Varys' like spy network comes into play somehow with some propaganda stuff, but yeah. We'll and I want to point out that maybe he feels a little bit of guilt and doesn't want to repeat mistakes from his past because he yeah. would whisper in the ears of King Aerys names of traitors, and oh, he, yeah. he said he would convince himself that it wasn't him burning them; it was King Aerys. But he would give up the names. Yep. And you got to remember in the books too, uh, when in World of Ice and Fire, what I'm currently reading, Varys doesn't come off as a good guy with no. King Aerys. He comes off as a terrible man who's ratting people out to a paranoid. Man, mm-hmm. who's just like, all right, we'll burn him. Well, I mean, keep in mind too, like Varys was helping Cersei find the Baratheon bastards and stuff. Yeah, like, Ned Stark, in essence, he helped. Yeah, I mean, there's like Varys isn't a good dude, but he's always been kind of like he's been slimy, so that his real agenda doesn't get noticed. Almost is how the it best comes for the off. realm. Yeah. yeah. Crack a few eggs to make an omelet. Exactly. But the eggs that he cracked were like real people burning alive and shit, which is weird. Crack a few eggs to make an omelet. (laughs) Uh, And then all of a sudden, the fleet encounters an ambush. And there's a scene where uh, Danny's riding Drogon and Regal's next to him. And Regal just starts taking fucking bolts. Jesus, dude. This is like... Chris Sims Call of Duty RPD level accuracy. <laughs> How are they hitting this dragon from that far with these bolts? Is beyond me. Three in a row. Yeah, and and crucial hits. One was like right in the chest. The other was in the neck. The other one clipped a wing. Yeah, and it's just like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay, so he very got, accurate. Regal got macked up. I bet shit. I bet they could have used the Night King now and bring him back. I know. Yeah, <laughs> they needed him to resurrect that bad boy. So Regal goes down very insignificantly. It was almost just like a you know. Like, That's it. Yeah. I, I would almost rather had him die in the fight against Viserion and the Night King than go down like that. To fucking Euron Greyjoy. Yeah. And three bolts that all hit their target all on ships from three that far three. away. Oh my god. It's inexplicable. <laughs> uh, I guess there must have been really calm waters right there. The it was calm waters. Uh, Rhaegal wasn't really flying. He was just kind of floating there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, one thing too... I don't know if it's down to like the bad war council planning and stuff, but there's literally no scouting ahead ever. What about what about that idiot fuckface Bran? <laughs> Why doesn't he just warg yeah. and tell John like, oh, they're waiting at Dragonstone yeah. for you? Well, this isn't Bran's war, dude. I don't think he gives a so fuck. So Bran doesn't. He's good luck, John. <laughs> That's what it seems like. But, Fuck him. I mean, still, though, no, that's easily, like, you should know. 
Dragonstone's not that far off the coast. It's not before you okay, in, in militarily before you send the main group, you have like a scouting party ahead. Like that's just yeah. that's from day one shit right there. That happened in all the first seasons. You yeah. remember when Rob caught the Lannister scout and he gave him the fake intel? Yeah. He's like, well, how many are you up to? And that's that's how Rob was able to capture yeah. Jamie. It's just I mean They sent no scouts. None. And and also kinda weird, but weird flex, but okay, like Dragonstone was just completely unoccupied. Like they didn't leave like a small garrison back there that maybe could have seen a fleet waiting in the bay. Oh, it's terrible planning. Terrible. They're, and again, I think sadly it's done for cinematic reasons. And in doing so, they're making the stars of the show look like complete idiots. I guess we got to take it for what it is. John's just such a good warrior that he's just worried about that. He's just like, I can kill 20,000 Golden Company. Yes, of course. <laughs> I got the peanut butter. <laughs> Um, and then from there, um, the fleet actually starts firing the scorpions onto Danny's fleet. Yeah. And there's no evasive movers whatsoever. They they just it's tough on sailboats, dude. But they don't even fucking move. Well, they Tyrion re- jumps off the boat. <laughs> okay, the people jump off the boats, but no one thought to like maybe put the sails down and like try to. That's true. Get or away, fire get back out of the or way. something. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> they got I mean, no ammo. This is absurd. I got no dig, man. I got yeah. no dig. It's like they they were just like traveling vessels, and I think the mindset then was like, just get off the fucking boat. I guess. And they all wash ashore. Varys is yakking up. Mm-hmm. Tyrion survives, even though a mass knocks his ass out, which is no way. Uh, Grey Worm washes up, and he's looking around for Masande. She's yeah. gone. Yep. Masande's I thought she gone. drowned. I thought she went down Masande's with the ship. Gone. Nope. Nope. <laughs> think again. Yep. Um, also, quick question. Do you think those uh, scorpions like rotate 360 degrees? It looks like they could. Oh, wait, you mean like like ammo? Like, you know, like the scorpions that shoot the bolts? Yeah. Do you think that they rotate 360 degrees around? Or oh, you, or uh, it looked like it, yeah, because those guys were like sitting next to them and they yeah. were like running around yeah. to accurate to make it accurate. I mean, I'm not sure. That's like, that's that's a big game that's changer. That's a huge weapon. Yeah. And they have a bunch of them now. They, have, they, they made them time. quick. Yeah. <laughs> well, who knows how long it took. I mean, they, they all They've been had to go up north yeah. and, you know. Um, and then from there, we see Cersei in King's Landing. Her propaganda is going off, dude. Kyburn's got this propaganda machine telling all Brilliant. the people that the queen's going to take care of them inside the Red Keep. But really, they know that Tyrion will not want Daenerys to burn down the Red Keep if there's a bunch of innocents in there. Exactly. And it, I mean, it, it works like a charm until Danny goes off the rails, but maybe Varys and Tyrion derail Danny before that happens. I bet Varys gets burned next episode. I bet Danny has him killed. Woo! You heard it here first, folks. That's, that, that's a, a strong prediction. That's what we call a shitty hot take. <laughs> I mean, if if she does that, though, I mean, at this point... Game's over. It, like you said, it, like it's information out there now. So people are going to find out about Aegon Targaryen, a.k.a. Jon Snow. Yeah. If Danny starts making openly outrageous decisions, people are going to flip real quick. Oh, yeah, like a little pancake. Like, <laughs> love flipping pancakes. Love, dude. Pancakes are my favorite. A little bit of butter, some syrup. Uh, Cersei mentions that the baby she's pregnant with now is Euron's, which she's still not showing. I don't think the baby's real. I, I also, what a bunch of idiots. Yeah. For her to say, like, oh, it's Euron's. You yeah. Know? And, and then later on, oh, we'll get there. Yeah. But Tyrion even says, like, for your child. And Euron's not like, how the fuck does he know? <laughs> like, like, he's yeah. not like put two That's and two together. Point. Wait a minute. That's a good point. Wait a sec. Yeah. He shouldn't know. 
Um, and then from Dragonstone, in my notes, I just said they, they just got into the castle, like no resistance, nothing. It was just there. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, Danny, okay, and let's see. I'm just bitching in my notes. Let's get to some real shit here. <laughs> Varys voices his concerns openly to Tyrion, uh, basically saying that Danny's going to go nuts. Um, and right. then um, Varys. I think, I don't know, I think he can use his spy network a little bit to counteract some of the propaganda or at least spread some negative propaganda against Cersei. But yeah, his spy think. network doesn't come up. Maybe Kyburn is just taking over all of it. It's I don't like know. they don't even fucking exist anymore. I know. Maybe Kyburn has just paid off all those all those kids. Leaving Neverland, man. I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah, tough. Shit, it's, Once you get in, it's tough to leave. It's, Turns out it's not that difficult to pay kids off. No, no, God, no. <laughs> um, and then this is what you were talking about before. Tyrion and Varys go back and start discussing how Jon should be better than Tyrion and yada, yada, yada. Varys, Varys is now full-blown. Full-blown. It's On Jon Snow's. He's got it's, the lesions. He's yeah. got those Jon Snow lesions, and oh, it's, uh, it's a matter of time. <laughs> no, it's, uh, so he fully... Jesus. So I'm sorry. He fully... Um, this is the first time I've ever apologized Philadelphia. So he's fully in. Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, he's fully in. Uh, Tyrion's talking about how it's treason, how you can't talk about that, but Tyrion's even teetering. But he's staying Tyrion, Danny. He's Tyrion, staying I think, Danny. is trying to convince himself at this he point. He is. But even, and he says, he's like, John's claim is stronger. His accomplishments are stronger. He's a war hero. The people chose him. He mm-hmm. doesn't want it. He's got it all. He's got a dick. He mentions yeah, that, and that yeah. was controversial yeah, on the well, internet. That was very controversial. Well, on the no, internet. but it's important to the setting. Like, yeah, in 2019, that I get wouldn't it. be important. But... I get what we're saying. Yeah, and I, I, I'm not one of those guys who's like, oh, that's so stupid that they think that way. But I will say, in terms of the show, that's sort of a nonsense opinion. I think uh, the show's set in eight billion, you know, years ago. Yeah, it makes sense it's, in the era. It, it's, I, I'm sorry, it's it a, it's a fantasy show, but the setting is medieval. And if right. you look it, back into the men medieval monarchies, the, yes. the men usually we're have not by any plan. stretch saying that that's right. And no, Tyrion, no. to the writer's credit, even says, "I don't care who has a cock." You know, Dan- Danny's great, yeah. and I'm glad that he said that. But for everyone writing the think pieces, uh, this isn't this isn't the time to do uh, it. Yeah, it's not. It, it's not. It's not modern times. Like I know, I understand it's a fantasy show, so the you know the setting is not actually real, but it you know the, it's supposed to be set in a medieval time period. Yes, even though yes. it's fantasy, I don't think they mean any offense by it. Yeah, um, we tell a lot of jokes on this podcast. As well, we don't mean any offense. We're just we're just having fun. We're out here. We're just out here having a good time. Listen, yeah, I'm just um, here so I won't get fined. <laughs> and then uh, we have a scene in Winterfell. Jamie walks up. Sansa basically, like, I had to turn the captions on to see what Sansa was talking about to Brienne at this point. But Sansa softly says, as are the rest of her advisors. So I don't know. She has a raven scroll in her hand. She could be just, like, saying that, you know, the fleet got ambushed and her and the rest of her advisors are still alive. Uh, Or what she could be saying is maybe planting some seeds to, you know, back up Jon Snow's claim. Because, like... I'm sure she could tell that Tyrion probably has a little bit of doubt in him. Um, oh, yeah. And and, pro- and probably knows that now her other advisors know that Jon Snow's legitimately Aegon Targaryen. He's a total legitimate. So, so maybe she's planting some seeds, or maybe it just is like an innocent, like she survived and so did her advisors. But. Sansa, everything she said in this episode is for a reason. Yeah. You know, she's had no wasted lines, yeah. which I like. I, I, I like new shady Sansa. I do. She was so long the victim. Yeah. And and 
this show has such great characters, uh, and I think Sansa's one of them. I think if, if you're a person who watches a show and you dislike Sansa's character, then I think you really miss the boat. I think she's a really fun character to pay attention to. And to see her have her own teachers, because Arya had great teachers, mm-hmm. John has teachers, Sansa's teachers are kind of shitty people. Bru- kind of shitty people? Listen, Ramsay killed Rickon. <laughs> all right, and there's he could you could if you're a warlord, but you wipe out the you know bubonic plague, you're a decent guy, you know, and that's what he did for me. Uh, but she she learned from them, and if she can be noble and have a little bit of Ramsay, oh yeah, yeah, I don't know, I I, I think she's making bad decisions because I I think she's in the mindset that now she's so far north that like nothing can really happen to her, but. I, if it's a very real, I guess, real um, option at this point that the good guys lose this war. Oh yeah. So like, what does she think? Cersei's just gonna let her chill in Winterfell after after the whole army's gone. Like, That's true. Like, John just took the whole army down there. Yeah. Um, and then from there, um, let's see. We got Tyrion and Varys discussing John. Okay. I think it's then the standoff, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. We're outside King's Landing. Um, Danny and her squad are opposite Cersei and her squad up on top of the King's Landing walls. Um, Kyburn rolls out and meets with Tyrion out front of the walls. And Tyrion kind of pleads his case. Kyburn is just basically speaking for Cersei. But I think, I don't know, maybe I'm looking into it too much, but I think Kyburn kind of like knows that they may lose. But, I mean, at this point, there's no going back. He's the queen's hand, you know. You're already... You're already top dog. So then Tyrion rolls in, pleads his case to Cersei, just walking past Kyburn. Mentions the baby. Mentions the baby because that's the only thing that Cersei ever has really cared about are her children. Euron, very smart, doesn't question it. <laughs> they need to go on Mori. Yeah. Um, and then Sansa just turns to Missandei and goes, if you have any last words, Cersei, the time. Cersei turns to Missandei. Cersei turns Sansa to does Miss- not. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Cersei turns to Missandei and says, if you have any last words, now's the time. And Masada just yells out, Jakaris. Great line. She did a good, great line. Which, I mean, I guess. And the mountain comes up, cuts her fucking head off. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. to arguably one of the hottest characters. No, not arguably. To one of the hottest characters on the show. H.G.B. For H-G-B. sure. Um, goodbye, Masandi, my sweet princess. My sweet um, princess. You're in Noth in the sky now, baby. I'm excited to see Raging Grey Worm, though. Because that's going to be great. He doesn't have a dick. So there will be no raging Grey Worm. He's going to be raging. He'll be angry. When I think of raging, I think of a real torqued Johnson. (laughs) Well, either way, he's going to be... I'm bringing back Johnson. Remember when people called Dick's Johnson? (laughs) Let's bring that back. Leave that that in the past. Oh, come on, man. Um, But no, yeah, Grey Worm is going to be extremely motivated now, so I'm excited to see that. Yeah. But that's where the episode closes out. Oh, shit. Um, This one, you know, I I had kind of mixed feelings for, as you could tell probably as we were going through it. I loved and hated the first time i watched it i liked it a lot more than i did the second time i watched it same um what would you rate this one i i ended up with a with a six okay yeah that's very close to what i was i actually i did give it a six but then shake curve so six and a half oh that's true yeah it's true so i i was gonna do the shake curve uh also to make it higher but then i saw her pornos (laughs) <laughs> and they weren't that impressive, so I'm sticking with my six. Oh, really? That's sad. No, she actually was good. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What is what is the standard, really? <laughs> well, I mean, did you keep it on the whole way through, or did you switch? The whole way through the video, or through my... <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, 
Wow. We'll, we'll leave it at that, but yeah. yeah so six it. and a half and a six. Very mid-range episode. Coming down from last week, obviously. But um, we got a lot of heat last week for our ratings. I mean, we did, but I don't give. I mean, people are gonna hate. Haters are gonna hate. Dude. Haters gonna hate, guys. You know, it's just, it's all just opinion. That's no. it. It's all literally just opinion. But in this one, a lot of the plans, a lot of the like the ambush and stuff. I mean, again, it's stuff that's not adding up. So I couldn't go any higher. There's no way that's touching a seven. It's just like San Diego. Chris cannot go any higher <laughs> than he currently is going. Ain't that the truth, folks? He's put in all he can. <laughs> Uh, so first segment, best line slash Yas Queen. Of course, the best line of the episode, and then the Yas Queen is lined with a little bit of clapback. Um, I'll lead us off for this one. Mine is Arya to Gendry after Gendry proposed, and she just goes, that's not me. Um, I already talked about it. It's callback. I thought it was really cool. My Yas Queen was actually from Arya to the Hound. The Hound says, are you going to leave me to die if I get hurt again? And Arya goes, probably. Love it. I thought that was great. Love it. I, I'll go. I got two Yas Queens. One is Brand Tyrion when he says, you shouldn't envy me. I mostly live in the past now. Typical dude who peaked in high school kind of shit. <laughs> where it's like, yeah, you know, I was super cool and shit. Like, you know. And you see him and you're like, you're 30. Yeah. Like, it's get off that song. Still, still yeah. going to senior in high school parties. Yeah, and he's still got like his Letterman jacket it's on. That's Tim Riggins. That's Tim Riggins. Essentially, and it's like, dude, no one cares anymore. Uh, my other... <laughs> Yas Queen was just when Tormund like comes up to the drinkers at the table and he goes, Hey, which one of you fucks shit in my pants? <laughs> it's just a great line. It's yeah. a classic joke. Yeah. When, people, when you shit your pants, you blame it on and someone he's else. He's just cracking class. up and no one else is laughing. No it was a great joke. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. Was funny. Everyone <laughs> leaves the table and then Pod like, smiles at him and Tormund just slowly walks away. <laughs> uh, and then my best line was John about the dead saying they were the shields that guarded the realms of men. That was I cool. loved that. Honorable mention, Varys to Tyrion. He has a Stark mother. And a Targaryen father. He is the only man alive who can keep the North in the Seven Kingdoms. That was dope. It's a good. It's a good dope. reference to the North and their style. Um, honorable mention for my Yas Queen was Gilly saying, "If it's a boy, we want to name him John." And and John just goes, "No chance. No chance. No chance. Pants dance." Yeah, he's like, "You don't have my blessing." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, next segment. Hottest moment. Uh, hottest moment. Pretty uh, self-explanatory. Hottest moment of the episode. You can lead us off with this one. Ah, jeez. Um. I had a couple. Um, I liked when Gendry was named Lord, uh, just because that was, I feel like he deserved it. He put cool. in good work. He was very clutch. Ooh, while you mentioned that, too, um, that also maybe gives Gendry like a pretty... A little bit of a claim. Uh, a a pretty a big claim. claim to the throne. He's going to put that claim in there. I mean, keep in mind, Cersei's whole claim rests on the fact that she married Robert Baratheon, so... I mean, yeah. if Danny and John can't figure their shit out, Gendry might just slide, slide in, in there. Slide in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been sliding all over the place. He's a slippery boy. <laughs> he is a slippery he's a, boy. He's like the exact definition of a slippery boy. Um, but my hottest moment, I just, Mad Daenerys, dude. I love Mad Danny. Amelia Clark, when she's angry, ugh. It's rope queen. season. Mad queen. You love her until she starts burning children and stuff, and then it's going to be a problem. Well, I, I, I'm not a big kid guy. <laughs> I'm not huge on kids. It's fine. That's a good point. That's a good point about kids. That's a great point about kids. Um, my hottest moment was Masandi getting her head cut off because that was probably like the most intense thing that happened this whole episode. I was looking for a hottest Super moment. I couldn't hot. find it. Yeah. So that was it. Uh, um, 
That was yeah. That's not a great moment for me. I thought it was very sad, but it was. It definitely provided some heat. It did something for me. The whole well, actually, the whole rest of the episode, I I wasn't really like feeling. It your much. hottest moment led to my hottest moment because once she gets her head cut off, that's when Danny turns around and is like, oh yeah, snarling. There you go. Oh dude, I was like, oh, I'm all hot and bothered. Cl- complimentary hottest moments, right? Yeah, there. that's right. You're setting up mine. Next segment, Mount Rushmore. We're bringing it back. We got it coming back. This one we're doing a Mount Rushmore of kind of like a, you like characters you'd look at and you'd be like, you change, man. You change, you man. Dude, you change, bro. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? So, do you want to lead us? I'll, I'll lead us well, off. You lead us off. Who changed, off. man? So, mine is Bron. Yeah, you change, man. Because, I mean, you know, he's not one of the boys anymore. He's just, he's out there. He's basically a gold digger. He's Yeah. And you know what they say? I'm, well, I'm yeah. not gonna say. Yeah, how about you tell us exactly? Uh, no, no, no. We're gonna. So mine, um, my Mount Rushmore no of someone who changed, man, uh, is Jamie Lannister. Oh. Literally bangs Brienne, loves her for a second, out. and then immediately gives her some shit about how much he. I strangled my cousin for Cersei. Mm-hmm. I did all this for Cersei. Like you changed, dude. He did change, and it was like a thirty minutes of change. He's clearly got issues. Jamie Lannister, you, you think changed, he, you dude. think he lasted thirty minutes in that bed? Oh, I guess they were drinking for a while. That's true. He was like, it's never happened to me before. <laughs> He's like, I can't get it going because it's a metal hand. <laughs> um, my next you change is Sansa Stark. Because oh, interesting. I just think that, um, I mean, we've talked about this for a while, but I just think that she should be more focused on getting the W before she should be focused about fucking, fucking up everyone's plants. Yeah, she's too undermining right now. Yeah. She needs to focus on the win and then undermine Daenerys. Exactly. Which really is just how it goes. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's an easy one. It's Daenerys. Clearly. I mean, everyone's talking about how she's a mad queen now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think it's her fault, but that doesn't change the fact that she's changed. And I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm fine with it. It's like, you know, you got like your businesswoman during the day and then at night she's ready for a night on the town. Just she's burning got, people up. Oh, yeah. Just burning people up in her open toe shoes. Dude, now she lost two of her kids. She's gonna be a very mad Danny for the rest of the, for the for these last two. Wow, only two episodes left. Two episodes left That's in the scary. history of Thrones. It's scary to think about. But Mad Danny, I'm here for it. I am on the Mad Danny train. One thing too, chugga chugga. People aren't talking about. I don't think enough people realize that like next episode is supposed to be another big battle, and no one's really been talking about it. But that's been on my radar. Since the end of the Long Night episode, Amelia Clark on Jimmy Kimmel said it's bigger than episode three. Well, but they're gonna say that though. I mean, they, they gotta hype it up. The act, the actors and actresses gotta hype it up. So we don't know. But yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, my third pick for the you changed is Masandi because she kind of lost head. her head. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's a good point. What the fuck, Masandi? <laughs> that's a good point about heads. I was promised that you'd have a head when <laughs> when we started court shipping. That's fucked up. Sad. Fake news. Yeah, so um, my third you changed is uh, battle planning. Uh, used to be really good, but you know, you changed, man. <laughs> that, you guys are, that changed for the You guys worst, are really bad sure. now, you know, so. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, mine is going to be Illyrio Mopatis. Oh. And we haven't heard his name for a while, but he was the guy who housed um, Viserys and Daenerys Targaryen across the Narrow Sea. And he used to be really involved sneakily, you know, he was part of that plan to get the Targaryens back on the throne. But now when it seems like the Targaryens actually show up to Westeros, he has nothing to do with it. Yeah, he's so gone. He changed. He changed, man. You changed, You man. were super, he was the one who gave him like the dragon eggs too, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. And he was like, a Dothraki wedding is a very yep, dope he, affair. He, the Dothraki would not have been involved without him. Wow. 
You changed, dude. He changed. Uh, mine is going to be David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, okay. uh, the writers of the show. Okay, I like because that. Because we had 10-episode seasons thought out. Some of the episodes were too slow, and now everything's too rushed. And it's just like, you changed, man. You changed. You used to make love to us, and now you just fucking jackhammer us. <laughs> <laughs> Poorly, too. It's Poorly. Yeah, good. no, it's, there's no you, rhythm. <laughs> you don't even let us put makeup on first. No, there's no it's... rhythm. It's all just like... <laughs> Just buy me a nice dinner before you yeah. decide to fuck me. You fuck me <laughs> and all the characters that I know and love. Yeah. Um, next segment, you blew it. You blew um, it. I always got to pull it up. I always forget. Yeah, you always got to pull it out. Um, you blew it. On the first date, I'm always pulling it out. So this one, actually, this had a couple of you blew it's for me. Uh, the first one is John just spilling the beans about his parentage to Sansanaria. So, uh, John Snow. You blew it. You blew it. You blew it, John. How do you like them apples, tough guy? And my second one is um, when when the squad's pulling up the Dragonstone, there's just no scouting at all. Like, they just walk up like it's just going to be sweet in the castle they left behind for who knows how long. So, um, whoever the scout was supposed to be. You blew it. You blew it. How we, do you like them apples, scout? We love it, buddy. We love you, buddy, but you blew it. Yeah, and also, a lot of scoutmasters in America recently have been getting in trouble because people have been blowing them. We shouldn't uh. be, so that's important. <laughs> Good point, oh, Chris. sauce boy! Not blowing. That's right. That's right. Hey, Timmy, do you want your suck badge? <laughs> want some suck? Want some suck? My you blew it is John not banging Danny, and then he immediately pusses out to her about like, oh no, I can't lie to my family. Listen, Danny, a couple of things. One, when you want it from me, you'll always get it. Two, you want me to lie to my family in a heartbeat? <laughs> like, none of it. Nothing's off limits for you, Danny. So. Uh, I gotta say, Jon Snow and Aegon Targaryen. You blew it. You, you blew, blew it. it. You both blew it. We love you, buddy, but you blew it. I know it's one guy, but they both blew it. <laughs> um, Alright, next segment, George R. R. Martin. We're gonna find him a date. We are. He was just bragging about three prequels are in the works oh, at HBO. Three. I want to say Long Night, Dance of Dragons, and Aegon the Conqueror. Let's go. Let's give me those three. I don't know if I need to see Aegon the Conqueror if I see Dance of Dragons already. Um, I feel like they're very close in time frame. They so. are, but don't you want to see Aegon land and get everyone kneeling and killing them? Give me one of the other. I would Lord prefer, Heron. I would prefer Dance of Dragons because there's not a lot more sneakiness and and Family. betrayal yeah, and stuff going true. on. So that'd be actually tight. Aegon Tar- and also Aegon the Conqueror. I think is a story that everyone knows. Yeah. He wins. Yeah, exactly. Guess what? He wins. Exactly. No one won the Dance of Dragons. I'll tell you that much. No, no, there were no winners. Uh, the, maybe a Blackfire Rebellion would be a cool. Oh, prequel. that would be a lot of fun. The Blackfire yeah. Rebellions is very interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm currently in that area right now in my book. Nice. Um, so I'll go first. For me, I think George should maybe spend a little bit more time with Benioff and Weiss. Um, but I think maybe at one point we've already had them date. So I pick someone else for them too. We're actually going to switch it up and do a Benioff and Weiss date. We're going to find them a date. Oh, Because shit. I think they, they need, need some help. Um, we're going to have him or them date Sun Tzu, who, of course, was the author of The Art of War, Chinese strategist. And wow, philosopher. this is great, Chris. Good work. Yeah, and, and I just need them to understand some simple, basic battles tactics. Yeah, I like that. I need it. I really like that. So uh, Sun Tzu can date Benioff and Weiss. I like that. So I'll, I'll get them one, too, I guess. Go I'll for just it. switch mine to them. And they, I feel like they've, uh, like we talked about, they lost a little bit of their, they got a little soft. They did get they a They need to soft. get a little hotter. They need to get some hot takes in there. And who gives hot takes better than Skip Bayless? Ooh. He can give them all that warm, Skip. mushy heat. Skip! Skip! LaShannon <laughs> Sharp! LeBron James! You know, that's, that's that Skip. ain't no problem! Yeah, it's, uh, so Skip Bayless, he'll get them nice and hot and bothered. And they'll remember that heat. 
and you just stick to your guns no matter how wrong you are. Skip Bayless. <laughs> good I God Almighty. Good just God like Almighty. back in the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> so also I'm thinking whatever we do as a podcast next I just might take out a voice of like a 70 year old black man like, dude same <laughs> dude that's what we and, should do we should just do cock and balls you know, podcast we, we just win the studio and we did it oh we, we, had, we uh, were in the studio and we did it that's it <laughs> this is my uh, Hasidic New York Jew with Chris's black like they're just like old buddy cops we had uh, champagne in the studio of course I didn't drink it's very bad for you <laughs> It's, it's, I got blood in my mucus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, next segment, Unnecessary Titties. This is where we find a very unnecessary part of the show. I'll go. You go. I got two. Okay. One is all the tension and cock blocking going on early on. You can cut the tension with a knife. Just enjoy. You just won. We yeah. just had a big win. Can we enjoy it? Jamie's to cock blocking Tormund. Arya's cock blocking Gendry. There's blo- mm-hmm. cocks being blocked all over the place. Yeah. Uh, and there's, also, there's plenty it was, of good times and pussy It wasn't to go as around. bad of a loss as I thought. If they still have half of everyone alive, then shit, they're fine. I mean, they won. They, they beat the Night King. Yeah, that's like the biggest thing ever. Yeah, you know. And I get Cersei's still alive, but the Night King was like going to destroy the world. Yeah. I mean, and then my other one was uh, Sansa immediately telling Tyrion after John, her own like blood, her own someone she grew up with, told her not to. Which. Uh, I want to point out, give a shout out to a friend of the pod who watched the episode with us, Cassie, who said as soon as he told Sansa, like, Sansa's going to flip. She oh, called yeah. it. She oh, called yeah. it. Uh, Castradamus nailed it. Castradamus. <laughs> wow. Dude, that is a great nickname right there. I'm talented at nicknames. I'm good at nicknames. Is that ain't no problem? Um, so my unnecessary titties is Jamie and Brienne smanging. I mean, I just... What do you got against? There were no titties. I just no. I just didn't need. I just didn't need that. I always liked them to have that tension that they both always wanted to. Right. But then, like once when they did it, it just became like whole storybook. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't into Juliet. it. Yeah. I so. get it. I wish it was like almost that more like weird. The weirdness was more enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I guess it's just. Um, more fan service like you saw you saw when jamie was breaking or i'm sorry when brianne was breaking down when jamie was leaving like i don't need to see brianne like falling in love and crying over jamie like that yeah i didn't need it i i would have preferred to see podrick just destroying that tavern girl yeah she smirked at him and you know she can't walk (laughs) (laughs) you know she's like getting a brand wheelchair also speaking of tavern girls the chick that torment ended up hooking up with was way hotter than brianne anyways yeah yeah and then like a girl wanted to hook up with a hound he's just not interested He's got one thing on his mind. Yeah, Arya. By the way, the, in, in the captions, they had her name as like Willa. I don't know. That's the first time they usually like name like usually other characters like that. They don't put a name on. Yeah, there, it's so just that's like weird. henchman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Tavern girl number one. Tavern girl number one. Maybe yeah. uh, I don't know. Maybe just they did it in the script yeah, and it stuck. Whatever. Trial by combat. Trial by combat. What do we got here? I'm excited. This week, trial combat. Oh, blah, 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 blah. All right, had to rewind. <laughs> uh, this week's trial by combat co-stars uh, conspiracy theorist and enemy of the podcast Alex Jones, um, and it's a show called Alex Jones Eats His Lies. Now this is how it goes, <laughs> and it's a good one. Um, and so for this to work, he'd have to agree to being on our show, which he totally will because the guy loves attention, right? I don't know if I can be in the same room with Alex Jones without murdering him. Oh, no, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. (laughs) So when Alex Jones eats his lies, it's an hour show, right? That's the format. No commercials. We're getting on HBO, baby. Uh, So it's an hour show, and for the first 30 minutes, we promise we won't interrupt him, nothing. We give him 30 minutes to talk about whatever he wants. Frogs turning people gay. Uh, All of the coward. 
all the things he <laughs> believes in, which is pure, unadulterated nonsense. Garbage. Yes, pure garbage. If you, if you believe a shred of what Alex Jones says, I have so much stuff to sell you. Um, that's just <laughs> all I'm going to say. Um, so he does that. And then... Once he's done, this is the caveat. The first 30 minutes says what he wants. The last 30 minutes, when he's done ranting and raving, me and you, Chris, get to strap Alex Jones to a chair, arms and legs pinned down, and then for every lie that he told that me and you deemed a lie, we feed him a whole jar of mayonnaise. I'm de- oh, I thought you were going to say man shit. Anything. That's the thing. Okay. Watch. This is where it gets good. <laughs> so for every single one lie. So for one lie, a whole jar. So if he told 30 lies, he's eating 30 jars of mayonnaise. You know how disgusting it is to eat mayonnaise alone? Yeah, but I, I I mean, at least mayonnaise is edible. I kind of, I kind of want him to die before he leaves. Well, he's a recurring character. It's going to be tough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So if he told 20 lies, he's eating 20 jars of mayo. Coward. And, uh, and if we get sponsorships, we can force feed him anything. Pickle brine, horseradish, uncooked ground beef. Sky's the limit. Shit, we can bring in one of those flapjack pancake boys from the Throated documentaries I've been watching, uh, and they can handle the rest. Um, <laughs> there's no limit, and that's our new show. I'm it's in. called Alex Jones Eats His Lies, and it's filmed in front of a live studio audience in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Dude, we can get... First of all, you mentioned pickles. I just found out recently that pickles are not a real thing. They're fake news. Shut up. I'm not doing this Dude, again. pickles are Because you were arguing with people on Twitter about it. Pickles, pickle, they're not real. There's no such thing as a pickle. There are. If you Google pickle, you'll see a pickle. No, if you Google pickle, you'll see pickled cucumbers. They're not <laughs> fucking, the pickles aren't a thing. Cucumbers are what they are. They're just pickled. But it becomes a thing. It's like Pokemon. There's Squirtle, and then there's Wartortle. That doesn't mean Wartortle Squirtle. It just evolves. Okay, all right. Well, fuck. The pickle evolves Dude, into a cucumber. I'm not, listen. Or vice versa. The pickles are fake news. They're not fake news. Pickles are real. <laughs> all right, you're, eat your lies. Get the mayo. I'm feeding you a whole fucking thing of mayo. Pickles uh, are 100% real. Thanks for tuning in, guys. As always, it's a pleasure um, having you guys with us for midweek may- mayhem this week since we were a little bit delayed because of my... Uh, vacation. It's going to release Wednesday night. It's going to release Wednesday night. So we'll record it Wednesday night. It'll be available for your commute Thursday morning. If you're if you're a night bird, you can stay up and listen to it Wednesday if you'd like. Sounds good to me, guys. Next week's a huge episode. We, we'll be back watching it together, recording that night, releasing Monday morning. Uh, I'm good. How about you, Chris? That's all I got. Hey, uh, Daenerys, hit me up. Come see how real this pickle is. <laughs>